Parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey friends, welcome back. So in today's episode, I want to do a deep dive on the topic of praise. This one can be kind of confusing as a parent because I think it seems obvious, I think, to most people that criticism isn't helpful, or at least it's easy to see the negative side of criticism. But praise at face value seems really positive, right? You're saying nice, kind things about your child. How could that possibly not be helpful? So here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you that you can't praise your child, but I am going to talk about how sometimes the way that we praise our kids can have negative consequences that we probably don't expect. And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what those are. And I want to talk about ways to praise our kids that's more healthy and more in line with what they need. So let's think for a minute about the praise that we often received when we were kids. We probably were told, oh, good girl, good boy, right? When we did things that our caregivers wanted us to do, we were probably praised for good grades, maybe praised for good performance during an athletic event, maybe we were told, you're smart, you're so pretty, you're so athletic. Maybe we were told, good job, when we held our feelings in and behaved in ways that pleased our caregivers. Maybe we were praised for sticking it out in an activity that brought us no joy. When caregivers praise kids, oftentimes, They are praising behavior. And I think that can get really complicated really quickly because if you remember, behavior isn't good or bad by nature. It is communication of something else that's going on underneath, right? The behavior is what we see. It's the manifestation of what's going on, but it's not the actual issue, right? There's always a need or a missing skill or an impulse that couldn't be regulated, or a feeling that needs to be expressed underneath the behavior. And our kids are doing the best they can to express those things, those needs, those missing skills, those feelings in the best way they can in that moment. But sometimes those things come out as a hit, or a scream, or words that feel unkind, right? Or sometimes these sensory needs in our kids, this need to move, comes out as this hyperactive, silly behavior, right? And we don't praise that behavior. But when we focus on behavior and we praise the things we want to see, sometimes we are praising kind of a white knuckling, a child really trying to hold it together instead of letting children express what it is that they really need to express, So I think it's really important just to think about what we really are trying to do with our praise, because I think a lot of the time we don't even realize it, but we're trying to 
control behavior, right? And we can't control behavior. We can't control behavior through punishments and we can't control behavior through praise. Maybe in the short term we can, but in the long term, we are going to see other behaviors crop up because we're not getting at the real issue. And so I think that's one potential negative consequence of praise is that we might be praising children holding things in unnaturally and in ways that are harmful in the long term. Another issue with praise, and this is something that they have looked at in several different research studies, but they looked at the idea of praise that contributes to a fixed mindset and praise that contributes to a growth mindset. And what they found was that when we praise sort of either fixed attributes or what they found was when we praise fixed attributes or the outcome of something as opposed to the process that we see unfolding we can actually send our kids in a direction that helps them develop a fixed as opposed to a growth mindset. So what do I mean by that? Let's unpack that. Fixed attributes are things like, you're so smart. You're so athletic. You're so pretty, right? You're so good at soccer. You're such a great dancer. These are things that our kids either are or they aren't, right? And what happens is, let's say that you're telling your child since they're small that they're smart. You're so smart. Oh, you're so smart. Look, you figured that out by yourself. You're so smart. That seems harmless enough, right? But then what happens down the line when your child maybe gets a bad grade, they either didn't study hard enough or because the material was just really challenging for them, but your child gets a bad grade and suddenly they're questioning their self-concept. I thought I was smart. Now I have this evidence to the contrary. Smart kids get good grades. I didn't get a good grade. Am I no longer smart? Who am I? Right? And this is not a conscious process, but this is what unfolds for kids when we focus our praise on fixed attributes, as opposed to focusing our praise on attributes that our children have control over, things they can turn the dial on if they want to see something different, right? So things like, oh yeah, you worked really hard. You studied so hard and you got the grade you wanted. Good for you, right? Or I loved watching you play in your game last night. You looked like you were having so much fun and I could tell that you were really focused on passing the ball to your teammates. You were really focused on playing as a member of your team, right? That is process oriented. Your child can turn the dial on any of those things if they don't like the results. And that kind of praise helps kids feel confident in a way that actually matters. We want our kids to feel good about themselves and confident kind of from the inside outward, right? That we want our kids to feel good about who they are just at their core, just because they are, right? As opposed to feeling good about themselves because of their accomplishments. We want our kids to feel like they have the power to affect change. And if they want to accomplish things, that they have the ability to do that, to work hard, to learn new things, to play as more of a team player, right? 
to take more risks or to take fewer risks, but that they can turn the dial on these things and see change. We want to empower them, right? Because real confidence doesn't come from praise. And I think that's really important to think about. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, but really, how big of an effect can it have if I'm telling my child that they're smart, right? I want you just to think for a moment about what praise felt like for you when you were a child. What did it feel like to be told you were smart or to be told you were fast or to be told you were athletic? And then as you went forward in life, if you went through periods of time where you didn't get that feedback, what was that like? And did you find yourself seeking it at all? Because I think most of us, at some time or another, if we grew up getting a lot of praise, if we built our self-concept around that praise, then there is a good likelihood that we, at some point or another, have sought that praise out to feel better about ourselves versus feeling okay no matter what, no matter whether we have a bad game, a bad grade, a bad hair day, right? So when we focus our praise on the process instead of the outcome, and we stop praising our kids for these fixed attributes that they either are or they aren't, that helps kids feel that real self-confidence, that real self-confidence that comes from their interactions with the world through trial and error, and I can do this. I can study hard and get a good grade. I remember when I went to college, I was the first year, and at the time I was pre-med, and there was a lot of chemistry that you had to take if you were pre-med. And I remember sitting in the orientation and they said to us, they said, first year chemistry is a weeder course. Look to your left and look to your right. One of you will not be sitting here at the end of this semester, which there's all kinds of issues with that. But at any rate, that's what they said to us. And I remember saying to myself, well, I better work really hard, right? And I did. I remember going up to the eighth floor of the library, like where there were no people and just studying for hours and hours and hours. And I did it. I got an A in that class. I was so proud of that A. I was able to work hard and affect change, right? Because if I had gone into that course thinking, well, I'm smart, I'm going to be the one who doesn't get weeded out. I would have gotten like a C or a D in that class. No joke. I needed to work hard in order to do well. And I felt empowered to do that in that moment. I think it's really important that we, whenever we have the opportunity, that we empower our kids in that same way. So how does this look in practice, right? What do we actually say to our kids? And here's the other thing I will say too, before I dive into that, you don't have to do any of this perfectly. Okay. If you sometimes tell your child, Hey, you're smart. If you sometimes tell your child, you know, you're really athletic, right? It's not the end of the world. I think just like anything else with parenting, we don't need to do this perfectly. And we can turn the dial on these things. We can start giving more process-oriented compliments, right? We can try to say fewer things that are focused on praising attributes. We can make small shifts over time and see results. So I don't want you to feel like you're a bad parent if you've said these things. That's just not true. I just want to give you some food for thought 
around how some of these things might land for your kids. Okay. So let's talk about one small shift that I've made with my own kids that I think is really helpful. So I try hard not to say good job or I'm proud of you. That doesn't mean I never do. Okay. Just in line with what I was literally just saying. I don't do any of this perfectly, but where I can, I try to say things like good for you or you did it in place of good job or I'm proud of you. Why? Okay. Well, when I say good job or I'm proud of you, that really implies my judgment. Like I judge this thing to be good. And so now you can feel good about it. As opposed to my child internalizing a sense of pride because they accomplished something. So when I say good job or when I say I'm proud of you, it makes my child feel like, okay, you're feeling good about this. Cool. Now I can feel good about it. What I want is for them to feel good about their accomplishments on their own without me giving my two cents. And so when I say good for you or you did it, that affirms their own pride in their own process, right? My child comes to me and says, I got to the top of the slide. Look at me. You did it, right? Or mommy, I put the puzzle together. Good for you, right? So that is just a small and subtle shift that I have tried to make. The other thing about I'm proud of you, and this is similar to why part of why we don't call our kids good boy, good girl, right? We try not to do that because that implies that in the moments where we're not saying that, that they are not. What's the opposite of good, right? So I tell my kids they're good all the time, that they are good no matter what. And I say that as often as I can. I think that's a really important message. Similarly, I tell them I'm proud of you because you're you. I am proud of you all the time, no matter what. And I think that's a really important message too. So you can tell your children that you're proud of them. I bet you are proud of your children. That's a wonderful thing. But when we express that, let's make it not around accomplishments. Let's make it because we are, because they are them, because they exist. It's that delight concept that we talked about a few episodes back. Our kids need us to delight in them for who they are, not because they did this one thing or this other thing, but because of the fact that they exist, right? And so you can say things like, I'm so proud of you because you're you. I'm so proud of you because you're my child. I love spending time with you. You know, things like, I think that you are beautiful, right? You are beautiful to me now. The whole commenting on appearance thing is very tricky. When I tell my kids they're beautiful, I am really saying it as a form of delight. You are beautiful to me. And I tell my boys this. I tell my daughter this. I, it's just across the board. You are beautiful to me. And it really is a form of delight. It is not, oh, you look so pretty in that dress or you look so cute in those clothes, right? I try not to do that. You can transform those kinds of comments into process oriented praise by saying things like, wow, you really love picking out clothes that fit your style. I love seeing what you come up with, right? Or when your child comes to you and says, how do I look in this? What I will say is, do you think it's comfortable? Do you enjoy wearing it? Do you feel confident? Yeah, I can tell you feel confident in it, right? So it's that kind of 
praise as opposed to you look so pretty in that. Now, that's not to say that you can never comment on your child's appearance, but again, it's a shift, right? It's a shift away from that being the predominant thing we notice when we see them to commenting more on the process, the process of them choosing clothes that fit who they are, the process of them choosing clothes that feel comfortable and confident, right? So another common scenario where parents ask me, okay, what am I supposed to say here? Our kids bring us things all the time. My kids bring me artwork and Lego creations daily. So what do I say? In those moments, I try to focus again on the process. Now, I will say something like, wow, or, oh, oh my gosh, that's cool, right? I will say those things. I don't think that means that you cannot say these things, right? We can say things like, wow, or cool, but then here's what I say to follow up. I say, tell me about it. How did you choose all of these colors for your picture? What made you decide to build this? What does it do? And how did you think to do this? Right? So I'm asking about the process. And they are so thrilled to tell me about the process. They're so thrilled to tell me all the details about their Lego creation. Right? They're so thrilled to tell me about their picture that I don't need to say, wow, that's a really good picture. So it's not that you can't express joy over your child's creations. I always do. I might say something like, I love that or wow, but I always follow it up with, tell me about it. I want to hear all about it, right? And that's my interest in my children as people in the process that they used to create these things. And it shows delight, right? Delight in just watching them be in the world, if that makes sense. I think another thing that's important here is that we follow our kids lead on what they are focused on, right? And so I've got my preschooler, he is learning to color in the lines, right? And that's something that's really important to him. We have not pushed that at all. I think that's just something they're working on at preschool for fine motor development. But he will come to me with a picture and say, look, I kept all of the yellow in the lines, right? Now, it would be easy for me in that moment to say, good job, right? But I try instead to say, oh, you did it. Good for you. Or I will just repeat back what he said. You kept all of the yellow in the lines. That feels really important to you. I see that. So I am not giving a value judgment at all. I am just commenting on the process. This is what I see happening. And this feels really important to you. I see that. It's another way of saying I see you which is one of the most loving things we can say to our kids to really, and one of the most loving things we can do, right? I think seeing is an action, but when our children feel truly seen exactly as they are, then we are getting it right with praise. Okay. So that's the shift that I want you to try to make is from here's my value judgment of whatever you did to, I see you with delight. If that makes sense. So this week, here's your challenge. I want you to try to see if there's a place where you can comment on the process. Is there a place where you can narrate what you're seeing with delight? Wow, I see that. 
Yeah, you really chose a lot of colors. Tell me how you picked those. You built three Lego creations. Can you tell me how you thought to make those and what what do they do? Tell me all about it, right? That is seeing your child with delight. And when we can focus our praise there, we are always going to be building up not only our child's sense of confidence, real confidence that's grown from the inside, but we're also going to be strengthening our relationship with our child. We're going to be meeting some of those really important attachment needs as opposed to commenting on fixed attributes, commenting on behavior, right? Or commenting on things like appearance or outcomes, grades, right? And we'll have, I will talk a lot about grades and academics in another episode. I think that's a really important topic and I think there's a lot more to say about it. But suffice it to say that when you can focus on the process that your child went through to get those grades and when you can look to your child for clues about how they are feeling about these things, that is always going to lead you in the right direction. So with that, That wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If your child's meltdowns are stressing you out, I've got you. My Complete Guide to Meltdowns will walk you through exactly what's going on and how to help so that next time your child melts down, you can feel confident. Download your copy today for free at raiseresilient.com slash grow. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share this episode and leave a review. Let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Thanks for listening, and until next time, we've got this.